0: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
1: Joy is also the quiet confidence that ultimately, ultimately, everything's going to turn out all right. You wonder, hey, Where's God going with this? Or what am I to do with this? You're not to do anything but pray about it, put it in God's hand, trust the Lord, and know down deep in your heart that everything's going to turn out all right.
0: As we read in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 4 Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again Rejoice. As you face life today, do you feel like rejoicing? If not, today's message is for you. Let's join Pastor Morris and the congregation of the Largo Community Church to learn about joy and rejoicing.
1: Today we're going to the book of Philippians. This has to be, this must be my favorite book in all the Bible. Every every book is my favorite book, but this book, well, it's only four chapters Now, notice that you can look at it for yourself. Four short chapters. But listen to this. Eleven times the word rejoice appears in in four chapters. And in addition to that, five times the word joy appears. So there it is. Sixteen times in four chapters. Come on, friends. The church of the living God is a rejoicing church, and every individual that's born again is the church and part of the church. Okay, what is joy? Really what it is. We learned last week that it is not happiness, although God wants us to be happy, but happiness comes and goes. It's temporary. Uh, It's dependent upon circumstances. Something happens who makes us happy, and then it That that happened that made us happy sort of goes away and the happiness is gone. And we're looking for another fix to make us happy again. But joy, here it is. You may want to write it down because if your memory is like my memory, it won't last very long after the first service. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of my life. The settled assurance that God is in. Friend, whatever is happening right now, God's controlling it. And if you believe that, well, joy is also the quiet confidence that ultimately, ultimately, everything's going to turn out all right. You wonder, hey, where's God going with this? or? what am I to do with this? You're not to do anything but pray about it and put it in God's hand, trust the Lord, and know down deep in your heart that everything's going to turn out all right. If you knew that, if I knew that everything's going to turn out all right, I wouldn't fret over things and get down because I know that down the line everything's going to turn out all right because God is in control of everything. Everything. Now, I want you to read with me Philippians 4. I want you to read Philippians 4. Let's see, where, where, where do I find it? I can't find it. It moved. Philippians 4, 4. That God is in control of everything in my life. Philippians 4.4. Do you have it? Okay, read it with me. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. There's a double whammy there. Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, in grammar, that is an imperative uh, grammatical statement. That is a command. Now, God's not going to command us to do anything that we can't do. Because he's going to give us the power and the strength to do it. If we know that he is in control. This grammatical imperative is going to come forth. Somehow and we will rejoice. Now that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to take that one scripture verse 4. And I'm going to take each word now and go through it point by point. That's my sermon outline. So what's the first word? Why aren't you doing it then? <laughs> Why does my rejoicing leave me after a while? Why do I get it so mixed up with the word happiness? Oh, if everything is going all right, woo-hoo, God's blessing me. This is a blessing. But when things aren't going all right, God is still in control. And that's a blessing also, is it not? That's a blessing too. Rejoice. Jesus sent 70 disciples out to heal the sick, to cast out evil spirits and to do great and miraculous things and bring souls to him. He sent them out. He didn't go with them and he waited until they came back. And when they came back, oh, they were happy. Notice, not necessarily rejoicing. They were happy. Why were they happy? They had a big success. The sick were healed evil spirits were cast out. And that's all they could talk about. That's all they could talk about. They were just overjoyed with their success. And Jesus just waited patiently. After everything began to die down a little bit, this is what he told them. Do not rejoice over your success. Don't rejoice over that. Rejoice because your names are written in the book of life. Now Fred, if you never cast out a devil, if you never heal somebody through a prayer that you prayed, that's not the purpose of rejoicing. But if you're saved and your name is in the book of life in heaven, you along with the 70 disciples, along with Jesus himself, you have the basic grounds for rejoicing. You don't have to be a healing evangelist. You don't have to be on the radio or on television. All you have to do is to know that your name is in heaven and that ought to be enough to gladden your soul and cause you to rejoice in the Lord. So, Would somebody put the amen on this? Amen. <laughs> Are you really in Christ, really knowing the Lord? Do you really have that down deep quiet assurance settled assurance that your name is there friend be happy because everything's going to turn
0: out okay God's with you rejoice we will return for the conclusion of today's message following this important update on how you can make a difference in lives across the world by supporting the healing word ministry will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
1: My dear friend, I pray that you and I I'm putting myself in here with you. That we will have a living experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. A wonderful experience. uh, Knowing that our Redeemer lives. He's not a dead Savior. Don't try to fix all the problems yourself. And don't try to pump yourself up in joy. On your humble heart before the Lord, look to Jesus. Jesus says, my joy, your joy. Let it come from Jesus. But it can't come if you're not connected, consistently connected with the Lord. Hey, the lights aren't going to burn if they're unplugged. So don't get unplugged on occasion and then try to get plugged back in very quickly. It doesn't happen that way. Stay plugged in. Burn brightly for the Lord. Because he says, you're the light of the world. So let the light of Jesus shine through you. Let the joy of Jesus Evervess through you, the Lord is here to bless. Now, your Redeemer lives. Years ago, there was a a um, choir director by the name of Rochelle. He was directing a large choir. He had an orchestra and a large choir. And as he was directing this choir, it was a rehearsal. It was a rehearsal. They were getting ready to go to the theater to sing the Messiah. Rochelle, a great Christian man, a master conductor, and they were nearing that point in the in the anthem where they were to sing, "I know that my redeemer liveth," and there was a young lady, a soprano, that was to sing that part, "I know, I know when we say words, sing words, and preach words. I know my Redeemer liveth. Now, when they got there, her technique was perfect. Her breathing, this young soprano, her breathing was faultless. She had accurate note placement and faultless enunciation. And when the rehearsal was over, or that part of the rehearsal was over, everybody looked at the master conductor for his approval. He silenced the orchestra. He walked over to her and he said, my dear, do you really believe what you just sang? Do you really believe that your Redeemer lives? And she said, why, yes, I think so. And then this is what he said to her. Then sing it. Tell it to me so that I will know that you know the joy and power of that Redeemer. He walked back, took his place, got the orchestra ready, and they sang it again, rehearsed it again, and they got to that part, I know that my Redeemer liveth. When she finished singing it this time, there were tears in everybody's eyes And he walked back over to her and he said, my dear, tears were coming down. He said, I believe that you know your Redeemer lives. That's all he said. Friend, the question is again, the world is out there doing its best to defeat you and discourage you, hurt you, pull you down. Don't let the world sucker you in look to jesus your redeemer lives he's alive now notice it says rejoice rejoice in the lord and then it says rejoice in the lord always say the word "always." always always now sometimes it's it's not the big tragedies that get us down get us out of church cause us to feel not Feel like I don't, I don't feel like reading the Word today. I, I'm just going to go to bed. I don't feel like praying. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to sleep in Sunday. I, I just don't feel like... Friend, you let your feelings be your God. We all have emotions. And last week, I gave you the eight emotions that the researchers categorized. And there are more emotions than that. But those eight that I gave you last week, every emotion that we have in life, every human emotion... Can be categorized under one of those eight emotions. That was last week's sermon. I can't preach last week's sermon. I'm preaching this week's sermon, and you're here because God put it in your heart to be here because God wants to help you and bless you and make you joyous. But it's those little irritations sometimes uh, that get to you. You can handle a tragedy maybe much quicker and much easier than you can these little irritations. Now, I have to hurry along, and I'm going too long already. I feel it. Are you getting restless? No. No? Okay, good. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) I want to tell you about a little irritation I had that just about took my joy, and maybe it did for just a moment. I'm not quite sure. But I told you the story about my cousin, Bill McVicker, who who died. Remember the story? My dear friend, I talked to him about two times a month, I knew him all my life. He was raised in a Christian home. He was 88 just a few days ago when he died. He was 88. And Bill, as far as I know, never gave his heart to the Lord. And just, But I prayed for him. Trent and I would pray. I would call his name in heaven to heaven. God help Bill and Janelle. Janelle's his wife. Save them. Save them. And then I would talk to him and I, on the phone and I wouldn't badger him, but I would say, Bill, you need to start going to church. Now, in construction work, he made a lot of money. He built a home in West Virginia up near one of the ski slopes that looks like something out of Good Housekeeping magazine. He, he had all that any person would want here on earth, but he left it all except for the clothes he was buried in. But I kept telling him, Bill, you've... You must go to church. Well, he started going to church about three months ago to a little church up there in West Virginia. And the pastor tells the story just a few months ago, maybe four months ago now, that he gave, the pastor gave an altar call on Sunday morning. Anybody here would like to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior? Would you raise your hand? Bill's hand went up. Janelle's hand went up. That pastor told us they accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. So Bill's in heaven. Well, here that's that's only part of the story. Well, his two sons kept him on a respirator. When he had the accident, he wrecked his truck, and uh, he had a heart attack causing him to wreck his truck. He didn't breathe for about 25 minutes before the ambulance got to him. He was brain-dead long before he ever got to the hospital. And the doctors told them that he was, uh, he was gone. He's not here. He's not alive. Disconnect that respirator. But the boys couldn't face the fact. You know, death really disturbs some people. They really do. And I wonder why it disturbs us like it does. If we didn't believe that there was a life after death, as the word teaches us, then by all means, get disturbed. But if we truly believe our Redeemer liveth, that's something different altogether. Now we weep at funerals, I do, not because of the person that died, but I weep for myself because I'm going to miss that person. Well, finally, finally, they disconnected the respirator called the family in before they disconnected it. The family then goes home, and the boys changed their mind. They said, keep him on the respirator. It, it, was a, it was a very trying time. I was on the phone with him over and over again. He was in Morgantown, West Virginia, and uh, up in that area. And then they finally decided to take him off the respirator. They prepared the funeral. They made three different schedules for his funeral three different days it was a frustrating time for all of us they finally buried him in Laurel Maryland he lived for many years at Annapolis Junction when he was doing construction work 50 some years ago they had a little baby girl that was born but it died after a few months and they brought Bill's body back and buried his body beside his little daughter well, Bill's sister, which is also a first cousin, called me. Told me that they were going to have uh, her brother, Bill, my cousin, body in Laurel, at the VFW, and uh, W, and uh, at one o'clock, and then they'd have a car processional to take his body to the cemetery. So about oh, oh, a half hour before one o'clock, uh, I was in Laurel. At the VFW I knew intuitively that something was wrong there's no funeral going on here there's no hearse so about 12 minutes till 1 no one showed up I went over to the door of the VFW now this is just about a week or two ago the door was locked I knew then that something was indeed wrong looked at my watch 12 minutes they're going to have him at the cemetery I got on my phone, I called one of my cousins, no answer. Doubt another one, no answer. You are talking about you being frustrated. <laughs> I'm talking about those little irritations that get you upset. Hey, do you get upset easily? <laughs> it's usually people behind it, isn't it? <laughs> well, I thought, well, I'll get to the cemetery, and then when the processional comes in, I'll follow it to the gravesite. Get under the tent. I got into the cemetery and I looked way down the road, and there was a canopy and a family under it. And I just knew that's that's my cousin Bill. They're burying him. I jumped out of the car and I almost ran. I had to walk that long, long. There's a lot of people there, and I got there just as the benediction was being pronounced. I was fit to be tied. <laughs> His casket was moved over about 15 feet. was not under the canopy. I never remember quite seeing something. And it was elevated. And so after all the hugging and kissing, sometimes you just hug and kiss people because it's the thing to do, right? So I kissed those two sisters that didn't answer the phone. And that one sister... <laughs> That one sister, I asked her, I said, you told me to be at the VFW at 1 o'clock. I was there. Well, she said, all the cars just kept right on going to the cemetery. I I felt like, why didn't you tell me? (laughs) Why didn't you call me? After a while, I just shut up. And uh, the joy of the Lord was just, my joy meter (laughs) was going down. Tick, 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 tick. It was almost reaching zero. I wanted them to, well... I'll I'll finish the story quickly Uh, so while everybody was congregating and talking after a while I got a little gut free and I walked over and walked behind the casket I put my hand up on the casket I bowed my head and I prayed and I thanked God all those prayers that Corrine and I have prayed God you saved Bill he went to church one Sunday morning an altar call was given The Holy Spirit convicted him of his sins. He surrendered his life to the Lord. I'll tell you, the joy of the Lord started coming, flowing right back into me again. I forgot all about the irritation. Friend, you get upset too easily, don't you? But tell the Lord that. Lord, I get upset too easily. I wear my feelings out here on my sleeve. (laughs) Tell the Lord that. Connect with Him and watch what He'll do for you. He'll give you the patience, the long-suffering of the fruit of the Spirit And when you remember this, when I first started this message, the joy of the Lord. Rejoice, Jesus said, not because devils are subject to you, not because you've been successful. No, don't rejoice over that. I'm not going to rejoice over this beautiful congregation, although I do. I'm not going to rejoice over the land and the buildings. I'm not going to rejoice over it. I'm going to rejoice over the exact same thing that you rejoice over, because our names are written in the book of life. That's the only Purpose I have for rejoicing in Jesus, my name is in heaven. Bill's name was in heaven. Let me tell you one more thing about that funeral. A man walked over to me, a rather distinguished- looking man, and he asked me, he said, "Are you a politician? Are you running for office?") <laughs> I said, no, I'm not a politician, and I'm not running for office, but I might be running from something. I'm not running for something. That's what I told him. But after I prayed and thanked God for answering prayer for my loved one, the joy of the Lord was there again. Friend, remember who you are in Christ and give praise to him. Listen to me now. I will say it again. Rejoice. and Everybody says amen. Amen.
0: Were you blessed by today's message? If so, we would like you to take a moment to share your blessing with us by sending an email to contact us at thehealingwordministries.com. That's contact us at thehealingwordministries.com. We invite you to attend the Largo Community Church in person this Sunday morning. We have returned to a live service in the church sanctuary starting at 9 o'clock, and God is blessing as never before through music, fellowship, prayer, and the preaching of God's Word by Pastor Jack Morris. Social distancing rules and masks are still in place, so you can feel at peace in the large church sanctuary as you praise God with other believers. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved welcomes you this Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.